This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Monday, March the 6th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Greg McBride of Allendale. And Greg, wow, kind of a, a dark start, and I shouldn't say dark, but a red start to the week. What are we looking at today? Yeah, we're, we're seeing some pressure coming in. It uh, started with the uh, the energy markets. Uh, you've got the uh, crude down, uh, heating oil, RBOB, uh, and natural gas all getting beat up uh, this morning. Uh, that uh, followed through into the uh, to the grain markets. Part of this is um, we're hearing that the, or China has released their information about uh, their growth potential or, or growth targets for this year, uh, looking at 5% growth. Um, that's the lowest number that they've put out uh, in years. Now, obviously, last year, because of the pandemic, pandemic, they were at about 3%. So that is better, but it's still under what their uh, uh, previous years uh, would uh, would look like. So a little bit of concern uh, there, uh, starting to see that in the markets. You saw the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all get uh, banged up a little bit in the overnight. Now they're starting to come back. They're mostly unchanged at this point. So uh, when it comes to that, uh, we'll, we'll kind of have to keep an eye on it. There's still a lot of uh, potential for upside uh, when it comes to energies, which helps our, uh, our markets here. The other thing that we're watching is that there's uh, there's not concerns, there's a talk that uh, the Russians and the Ukrainians are going to extend the uh, the grain uh, uh, shipment uh, corridor, and that's uh, that's putting a little bit of a, a negative tilt to the uh, to the wheat markets uh, as we start this week. Now you know we brought up Russia and Ukraine. I mean, it, what, what kind of uh, have we heard any terms yet of what of what they're going to do? If it's just going to be a simple extension, because we know Russia, you know, as much as we don't want to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes in this situation, they made the comment that hey, we opened up the grain corridor to sell it to pe- the countries that are in need, and they're not doing that. I mean, have we heard anything as to what's coming out of those negotiations? Uh, nothing uh, nothing substantial we know that uh, russia is going to want to get uh, get more out of it uh, but as far as as far as anything the expectation is it's going to be uh, extended um, probably for a year they have until the 18th to, to kind of lock it down uh, at this point so i think we were we're well ahead of uh, schedule um, but uh, but from what we're hearing is it's it sounds like it's going to be mostly just a continuation of what we've already seen. Uh, there haven't been any major negative comments from Russia about this uh, so far. So, um, you know, I mean, outside of their normal grumblings about not being able to ship enough, but uh, they're, they're, they seem to be kind of falling in line with this one, which uh, uh, leaves me a little bit worried. But uh, for right now, uh, it sounds like, uh, sounds like we're on track to get that uh, extension done. Now, of course, export numbers haven't been looking good. I know you talked with us last week a little bit, you know, midweek about what was going on. But, I mean, it's just been dismal all around. What is going on? What is it going to take to turn things around a little bit for us? Well, weekly exports uh, have uh, have been uh, sliding a little bit on the soybeans, which is which is normal at this time of the year. You, uh, uh, Brazil uh, soybeans are are less expensive. They have a fresh crop uh, coming out of the fields uh, as of right now, so that'll continue to uh, to happen. On the corn side of things, we're actually uh, one of the things that uh, caused us to, to pop up a little bit last week from those lows was the idea or the uh, the rumors that uh, China was kicking the tires on buying uh, somewhere above uh, a million tons of, uh, of U.S. corn. And that got everybody excited. We haven't seen those flash sales ch- come through just yet. We did have a flash sale uh, this morning, uh, one to unknown for 182,000 uh, and then one to Japan for 110,000. So 190 or 292,000 tons uh, reported for 
corn just this morning. That's the first flash sale that we've seen since February 17th. So that's a that's a good sign for us. It's it's not going to fix anything by any means, but uh, it is something to uh, to keep an eye on. If China is getting back into looking at the U.S. corn, uh, that that could be a big deal. It's it, we've got a long way to go to get where we need to be, but uh, anything that stabilizes us at this point is what we we would love to see. All right, moving over to livestock there, Greg. I mean, we saw some positive momentum here right at the end of the week for for hogs and cattle. But, you know, talking to a couple cattle feeders here midweek last week, you know, they made the comment that how long is corn going to last like this because of the fact that it's getting very expensive to feed the cattle. I mean, what kind of situation are we seeing in those markets and how how feeders are, are doing right now? Yeah, when you look at the uh, the feeder market uh, in general, it's 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 obviously elevated. We've seen it to continue to work this uptrend. It made new uh, uh, new highs for the move uh, last week, and will continue to uh, to work a little bit. Uh, same thing on the uh, the fats uh, as well. Um, they continue to work off of the idea that the uh, production numbers are going to be much smaller uh, this year as we as we finish out the year and that's uh, that's been pushing and driving the market um, you continue to see uh, very good cash trade so we're we're talking about uh, very high prices so you know you see a little blip like what we saw uh, last week on uh, on Wednesday where it's down big you put an outside date down which looks uh, looks negative um, some of that could be topping action at this point but I even even with the market uh, maybe showing a little bit of topping doesn't mean that it's not well supported. So when we see these sell-offs, uh, you should be well supported on those uh, on those drops. All right, and, and overall economy too. Yet before we uh, go off here today, Greg, you know we, we're looking at the Fed chairman's going to be uh, in front of Congress here the next two days, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, talking about uh, uh, different things going on with where they're thinking about raising interest rates. We have WASD coming up Wednesday. I mean, what kind of things are we setting up for for midweek? Well, I think uh, when you look at the uh, Fed Chairman uh, Powell's uh, uh speaking it's it's basically been the same the same line for uh for months is that uh, we're going to uh, stay elevated for longer uh we're probably going to go a little bit higher than everyone expects i think at this point we're talking about 5.5% uh, as a as a goal at this point um so i think that's uh, that's going to be a continuation uh, he's going to uh the fact that we came in a little bit hotter on the uh, cpi last month uh, does give them a reason to continue to uh, to have this hawkish outlook, and then when you look at the uh, the WASI report, uh, really there's not a ton uh, of uh, of information that really looks all that uh, all that bullish or bearish. It, it kind of looks like a more neutral. Uh, uh, effect on the U.S. side of things. We're probably looking at corn uh, uh, seeing a decrease to export demand, which would increase our overall ending stocks. Uh, beans feels like you could see a maybe a slight decrease to uh, to exports or an increase to exports and a, and a slight decrease to crush, but those would pretty well offset each other. And then so you really start to pay attention to South American production and what that does to, uh, to world ending stocks. And we know Argentina, from what we've heard from uh, where uh, Buenos Aires grain exchange or Rosario grain exchange, those numbers are actually much lower than where the USDA is at. So maybe three to five million uh, uh, tons lower on Argentina's corn and bean crops. Uh, Brazil's so big at this point, the changes that you get from them will be very, very minor. So 
slightly higher to slightly lower, which will not affect uh, uh, that overall balance sheet. So a lot of what we're looking for out of South America is all about what's happening in Argentina. All right, Greg. Well, if folks want to talk about some of their marketing strategies, get another plan in place or relook at their plan, how do they get in touch with Allendale? You can give us a call at uh, 800-262-7538. That's 800-2-MARKET. All right, Greg, thanks so much for the insight. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Dustin. That again was Greg McBride of Allendale. Let's run down those opening numbers for you. May corn down three and a half at 636 and a quarter. December new crop down three and three quarters at 567 and a quarter. May soybeans down a half at 1518 and a quarter. November down two and three quarters at 1370 and a quarter. Soy meal up $4.70 at 486 even. Soy oil down 74 cents at 6045. Chicago wheat down 12 and a half at 696 and a quarter. Minneapolis down nine and three quarters at 863. Kansas wheat down 16 and three quarters at 799 and a half. May oats down one and a quarter at 330 and a half. On the Merck, April live cattle down 32 cents at 165.10. April feeders up 17 cents at 196.20. April lean hogs down two cents at 84.52. And class three milk up six cents at 1781. Thanks again to Greg McBride of Allendale for joining us here today on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. Music.